Retail, downloaded, deadly, quit, PlayStation Store, save, PlayStation Store, quit. I'm totally, wow. I'm totally gonna Dave, eat this. What is that, Dave? What, what are you doing? Yep. Eating wheat things. Alright, could you, you stop eating You decided wheat to wait until now to eat the crunchiest <laughs> food you, that could exists. You, could you hold off on the wheat things? <laughs> Man, they're so stale, too. They're like extra crispy. <laughs> you brought them from home. Of course they're stale. I remember stop. that box. Please Obviously. stop. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> Please. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 44, Redux. Redux. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. <laughs> Joining me today, two cranial campers of chaos, Dave Grimma. That's me. And Dan Colonna. Where? Who are I? Come <laughs> oh, on, I'm on the Who am I? Where, where have I gone? Oh, actually, real quick on the where am I. Real quick. I'm going to start us off tonight immediately with the thing I've been meaning to ask Dave for about weeks. So, sometimes before... Oh, hi. We're, we're Dinosaur Machines and we're going to talk about Psychonauts because the campers. Yeah, that's the oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited. But I have something I'm dying to ask Dave and I've been waiting. What are you dying to ask me? So yeah, please. I'm dying to hear Sometimes, I don't know if you guys see this, but like, if something funny happens and I'm like, oh, I could talk about that on the podcast, I write it down. Oh. I... Wrote this down. That's more. I lost it for must have been at least two months. And yesterday, as I'm cleaning my desk, I find it, and I wrote down, "Jen's not real." (laughs) I don't remember why I wrote that. I'm sorry. I've been waiting to ask you all day. Is your wife a real person? (laughs) Yeah, my wife's a real person. I think we had this discussion once. As at one point, I think we were joking around that like. That my wife was a figment of my imagination, and like I moved out here to Pennsylvania, I made up this whole family. But, but like you guys were gonna come. Why? You were, Something you guys were happened, gonna, and then I made the comment, and then I immediately wrote it down, and I was gonna bring it up, but I don't remember why. No, Is it because of Doki Doki? No, no, it was like something happened, and she was it a real person, and I was like, was it because of our birth certificates didn't look anything alike? Her, what do you mean? No, no. Wait, yeah, that sounds that, familiar, is, though. Something with a birth certificate. Did you use a birth certificate for something? That sounds familiar. Uh, we couldn't find... Well, we had to go to the... Um, when we moved to Pennsylvania, we had to right. go down to get new licenses. But, like, we hadn't... had an, In order to get new licenses, you have to use two valid forms of ID. This is and, it. This is the story. And we didn't have, like, any of them for Jen. On it's, us, because she's oh, not a real person. Yeah. No, that yeah. it just means she's illegally existing. No, she's we, not a we, real person. We've, we've gotten them now. But we're good. Oh. But I'm just saying, like, it's funny <laughs> because our she is. our birth certificates were born two months apart, looked nothing alike, in the same state. You know, because even hers the is same not valid. same signature. <laughs> she's not actually born. <laughs> not but, the same hospital though. But weirdly <laughs> enough, my birth certificate. She has my birthday, June twentieth, nineteen eighty four, right? But it's it actually is issued in eighty five. I was like, why did my parent? Is this like the second one? My did my parents lose my initial birth certificate? That's like, possible. They had to get a duplicate. They realized because, like, why is it issued in eighty five? Did they wait that long to make you a person? Maybe you were born in a manger. It's possible. What's that? A manger? A manger. Oh, we're so Jewish. I'm not usually this, the one to say this, but we are way off any sort of rails. Well, I'm sorry. It, it, this is my fault. I, I don't want to go down what a manger is. 
well, let's we'll stick with Dave. Dave, how are you, sir? How you doing? I'm all right. I'm I'm good. We're enjoying the new house. There's this new game, new thing that I've been doing with the girls, which is we play hide and seek in the house. But I I keep finding new places where they haven't really like figured out yet. And then I send Jen pictures of myself, <laughs> a selfie, in that hiding spot to show the girls. I'm, I'll be like shh, covering my mouth, you know, like. I've seen like, these pictures. Like, where are creepy. you? <laughs> I mean, do you, do you, what do you think is like the most secret, secret spot in your house you've discovered? It's like a new play pen. Um, I mean, I could always, I mean, I would never do it, but I could go under the house in the, in the crawl space. That's, that's terrifying. That's, like, that's the one that's in on your the bottom. So it's not like too creepy crawly. I feel yeah, like creepy crawly. there's no good, any reason you need to get into a crawl space, something really bad has happened. It's not like, yeah. Hide and seek crawl space. It's like murder in my house crawl space. There That's was the a crawl space under the house I lived in in Brooklyn when I was growing up, and it was like I imagined that there was this crazy stuff down there. I was like, oh, there's definitely a dragon under my house. <laughs> like this <laughs> dragon. And like, then like like spirit shadow tentacles are gonna come out of there. Yeah, oh. it was like my brain ran wild with that little spot. And then when I realized you can go under my house to the other side, I was like, oh man, I have to use this, but I never could. Oh boy! Did you guys ever see that video? I don't know if it's actually real or not. It was like this guy. It was like for like early like Ebaum's worlds. I think internet, where it was this guy who's like in an apartment and he keeps finding his like food in his fridge is eaten. So he leaves a camera overnight looking at the fridge, and this oh. woman crawls out of his like air duct and then goes and eats the food and pees in his sink, and like goes back into the air duct. I don't know if it's real or not. I doubt that's real, but that's. <laughs> scary as hell seriously yeah, like right? no, yeah i'm like gonna have that. nightmares about this this <laughs> is like, like that at all well you know she was this just is like, like when i talked to you about the lady. guy from the tool video opening the box yeah that guy with the box just, just don't forget it <laughs> but you think if you were homeless you would try to sneakily live in someone's house rather than just i guess that would be better than the streets well right? yeah yeah i would say so but wouldn't it, wouldn't it be kind of like living in a isolation like yeah like like wouldn't you go crazy i guess if you just sleep all day i I think when it comes to being homeless it's go crazy or starve to death i think you kind of choose crazy shout out to our homeless listeners i don't know know anything about that lifestyle but i I feel like i would choose the food part i guess so because i think like maybe that's not even a bad alternative you think if you could secretly live in someone's house and just eat their food like i don't don't want to hurt you i just want to eat Eat your food. Just come straight, I, just straight out. Just let me know you're. I see a leftover out. chicken parm here. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> like it's like, I kept eating out of this guy's garbage, and then I was like, "How do I get to it while it's fresher?" Right. <laughs> this That's conversation might right be there. super insensitive. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. It's a little. Okay. Well, let's be let's be more sensitive. Let's go to the sensitive one, Dan. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I'm good. Uh, I'm playing a lot of Fortnite. I'm getting into it. Apparently. All my kids are obsessed with Fortnite. Are they playing in class? No, I hope not. I don't think so. They're probably playing in class. Fun little story, though. My vice principal came up to me, and I I guess I should be flattered, but I was like, okay. You were the one. He He had a laptop, and there was like a Let's Play playing a Fortnite and there's like the like the little box on the right where the guy's like you know yeah, the webcam himself off yeah and he's like can you explain to me how this kid is playing this game on this laptop and in my head I'm like okay 
he thinks, because there's the game playing, that somehow the game is being played on the laptop. Okay. So I explained to him, this is just a let's play, it's just a video on YouTube, and he's just watching this guy in the corner play the game. And he was like, oh, okay, I like, for some reason I thought he was playing against this kid, and I was like, how uh-huh. is he getting through the firewall? But in the back of my mind, I'm like, he saw this, and he's like, who do I ask to make sense of this? Mr. Magro. That's the guy. He knows. Magro knows. I, I Mr. Magro knows how the internet works. <laughs> we should probably play Fortnite eventually. We'll wait until uh, it's think... not popular anymore, and then we'll play it. Oh, whatever. I don't cool. think we should do that, but okay. <laughs> well, I want to do that Horde version of it with we you can. guys. But the only problem I would love is that. you have to pay for it now, but they keep saying it's yeah. going to be free to play it eventually. But I think they just want the, the Battle Royale's free to play. Oh, that's already free to play, but allegedly I... the other mode's going to be free eventually, too. Eventually, but don't you want to pay developers for their hard work? I guess. Mm. I mean, they, they've worked hard on it. I am happy I get you on the popular. podcast to ask these kinds of questions. I think we should bring them on. I am happy it's more popular than PUBG. For some reason, PUBG like rubbed me the wrong way as being smug, where Fortnite's like goofy. I guess yeah. so. Maybe it's the style. It's the style for sure, because it reminds you of Call of Duty. Well, actually, I remember the developer of PUBG when Fortnite announced they were doing a battle royale mode. They were like, "Oh, they're just copying us. They're not. It's yeah. not going to be as good as us." And it was like, "All right, you don't have to be a jerk about it." Blue hole, yeah, whatever I... they're called. <laughs> but I've been playing a lot of that. And oh, more Breath of Fire! I'm still playing <gasps> Breath of Fire. Still the first one. The first one. You're still this game is more. long. <laughs> it's a long and difficult video game. Are you playing it on your Swatch? What are you playing? My on? yeah, I'm playing it on my uh, my iPhone yes. 17. On a Swatch? Well, yeah. no, the, the Switch. <laughs> oh, no, not my. Swatch I was thinking he meant a digital watch. I'm like, no. wow. Swatch. No, I'm playing on my 3ds. 3ds. Oh, so like yeah, because the Switch doesn't have a virtual console yet, right? No, no. <sighs> If you haven't checked the Dinosaur Machines Game Club discussion group, I actually recently asked a question. Ouch. Is it a big deal that the Switch has no virtual console? I guess not. You decide. It's still sailing like hotcakes, apparently. Cool. Now I'll go answer on the discussion group. And... <laughs> I mean, like, I prefer that the games on there are definitely, like, tested and are good on that yeah. console. Like, I don't mm. want them to just put games on that console that don't fit the controller and the style. Like, well, uh, I did read NES once. That's why, that's why it took so long for a lot of games to come out on Virtual Console in the first place because they do yeah. have to test every one yeah. of them. So that's cool. But I think this might be the Nintendo system that they release virtual release classic games. But I don't think we're gonna see a fully fledged Virtual Console store. I, I wonder know. if they do like a Netflix type thing. I keep waiting for some like Xbox is doing like the Game Pass thing. I wonder, yeah. like, someone's going to try, it's like, okay, so maybe for Nintendo Virtual Console, this is me speculating, it's like you pay $10 a month and you get access to their library and you can download to your system, like, three games or something. I'm sure that could be a viable option. I wonder. But it all goes back to if they want to put it on the system, they have to test it yeah. and they have to do all that work. Yeah. So. I wonder. Yeah. yeah. But that's been, those are my life. two mainstays right now. Well, awesome. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, two video games. You're enjoying Breath of Fire still? I am. It still makes me laugh. It, the dialogue is so stupid. Come on, join us. Don't be a wimp. Don't be a it. wimp. I love that one. Fine, so I'll good. join you. Fine, I'll get involved so in your other journey. Ones. We just, I, I just took a boat adventure, and then the boat sank, and then the guy was like, we have to go through the cave, and we oh, need gunpowder to do it, but you got to give me a gold bar. And I'm like, we're in the middle of a war, and you're making me buy this from you? So I can, I'm like, okay. So it's 65,000 gold. 
That's a lot of gold. In the game. Well, we weren't on the boat yet. No, I say. Yeah. It's before the boat. And then he was like... He's worried about and, his future. He yeah. he has that much faith in your success that he He's wants to make sure He's also worried about paid. his 401k, and he needs he, some well, investment. I don't know what his name is, but now he... I owe him 100,000 gold. I promised him I'd give him 100,000 gold. That's a lot of gold. And now I'm playing as him, so I feel like I want to walk him off a pier. How much is but a gold bar, you think? 650,000 gold. I can no, tell you. like in reality. <laughs> I don't know. Like, how much is a gold bar worth? Like, if we wanted to invest right now in a gold bar, we want the bar. <laughs> I'm going to walk into Dave's house with a gold bar. Like, guys, I got it. I just throw it on the floor and ruin I his mean, carpet. I mean, it's a lot of gold. But I wonder, like, I don't even, can you purchase yeah, a bar, girl? What's practical about owning a, a gold bar? Because when the okay. economy crashes. Here you go. Right. You want to know how much a, today's market price for a gold bar for a bar of gold is... is Five hundred and twelve thousand dollars, six hundred. Five hundred and twelve, six hundred eighty thousand, six hundred eighty. That's I a lot of money. I can't say numbers. Five hundred twelve thousand dollars. Five hundred and twelve, six hundred eighty thousand dollars. Six digits. No, not in the no, no thousand. Five hundred. Five hundred and twelve thousand. <laughs> five million six hundred eighty thousand. Got it. Nailed it. Yep. Nailed it. Five one two comma six eight zero. So it's half a million dollars. Is that is that like yeah. another another possible fake thing? Is it true like all the gold in the world can fill like an Olympic swimming pool and that's it? Like that's all there is. Is that true? Probably. Yeah, but if you melt it, that like uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot. But it's like, what do you think? Everyone has like a ring. Also, yeah. have you seen Olympic swimming pools? They're pretty they're big. Enormous. <laughs> They, they take a while to swim across. I mean, they're big, but you think about the They use world. them for the Olympics because it's hard. It's a lot of... But the world's big. <laughs> and, like, I had some gold, and I created it in. You're like, oh, my gosh. It's like I this have could have been in the pool. pool. <laughs> That's what I think about every time. <laughs> um, video game-wise, for me, as we transition, um, I've been playing a ton of games, but I can't talk about any of them because they're all future podcast games. I mean, yeah. Well, give me, give, me a, give me a hint. Give me a hint. What do you mean, give me a hint? Uh, what's the favorite genre of game that you've played out of this set so far? I'm not gonna tell you that. I will you tell stink. you. I've played. Sorry. Four of the, I've played um, three and a half. We'll say of the games that or will be for next season. One of them, if it was the last in the last 25 set, because next episode will be episode 50. Sneaky top three. I don't know if I was gonna get top three, but it, it would have been in the, in the consideration. Sneaky, sneaky top three. Sneaky top three. But I'll leave that for next season. Uh, but I've been wow. trying to I'm look forward through. to figuring out which game this is that you love so much. It was, it was, it did stuff. But I think I know it. I think I, think know, I know it. But the reason I've been trying to turn through all the podcast games is because the time of this recording, God of War drops in like three days. By the time this What's comes that? out, it will be out. God of War is an action RPG. About uh, how's Kratos. the Steam rating? Steam rating is going to be phenomenal when it comes out. It will be zero, actually, because it's not on Steam. <laughs> but I've been super optimistic about this game. Reviews are out. My hype level... That's my actually only worry. It's through the roof. My hype level is maybe too high now. Like, I'm expecting to walk away from that gaming like, this is one of the greatest games of all time. Well, that's so my expectation. I've been I'm reading the reviews as well. I went from not really needing this game in my life to maybe considering getting it. And... Uh, the reviews are got a war guy. I think I'm the only one. Right? I, I, I no, no, no. I played the one. first one and the second one. Okay. Thank you. Very I never much got through sorry. one of them. I played Jeez. one and two, and I just did not enjoy them. Well, I started like, them. They, they were just like fun power chain combos. Yeah, 
Like, and you just rip It's very gratifying. Guys. Very gratifying. <laughs> oh, very good. But, like, everything, it's like, oh, you know, the, from all the trailers and stuff, like, they're going to build up Kratos. He's going to be a great character now. And this interesting Norse mythology. And all the reviews are like, Kratos is so interesting. It's they a great it. story. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. So it comes out on Friday. Dave's coming over on Friday. And then when he leaves, and then Molly's going to go put the girl, Nell, my daughter, to bed. I'm going to sit. <laughs> the girl. Gonna, the girl. Wait, you're going to play You just, after you just Dave sounded leaves. so removed the child from, from your from, own daughter on that night i will be removed for everything because i will sit i'm gonna play god of war and i'm gonna just go until the sun rises i think i don't that's, know i don't know if that's actually true but it's hard i'm gonna try <laughs> wait so just to recap dave's gonna come over he's dave's gonna leave over. and then you're gonna play video games well, yeah, play well video we're gonna games. come oh we're gonna yeah. come over we're gonna have like cake and stuff for my wife it's like oh, her man. birthday, and there's I'm three children. Away. Have you ever been in a room? Yeah, your sister has like 5,000 kids, right? Doesn't she? She's no? got three. Three. The, you know what it's like when there's three little kids running around, and it's like, oh my god, this is a hurricane in your house. You gotta deal with That's the hurricane. Crazy. That's right. Fine. So when Fine. everything is died down, I will close the, the door, close the lights, and I'll text you both and be like, God, a war. I'll put it in a whisper. like cold You can cold do the whisper, whisper thing. But I guess I could do the audio thing. Yeah. With, like, load your voice. God of War. Yeah. No, you could just use the whisper, like, effect. Yeah. There's a whisper effect? Yeah. What does that mean? We'll like, show you off pod. Right. <laughs> off pod. <laughs> teach me how my phone works. But what you don't need to teach me about is Psychonauts. Because I played it, and I understand how Psychonauts works. I mm-hmm. think. <laughs> Maybe. So is this our transition to the main topic, topic, topic? Main topic. Main topic. I like that. It's like in a canyon. <laughs> you said that. It's a question. <laughs> May topic. So we're going to be talking about Psychonauts. Uh, a by Double Fine. At this yes. point, I think it was. Their, They're not their, just their, once fine. They, they were no, no, no. Doubles. That's true. But this is a retro game, so we yes. have to hop back in the way, way, way back machine. Three ways. Go back to the year two thousand five. Get ourselves in the headspace. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. Wow. I was not a smart person. Why? I was only two years into my college career. In 2005? Oh, yeah, I guess that's Three true. years. Wait, 2000, I guess we were the same age, so I probably also was two we years are. into my college. Like, three years. So, oh, Psychonauts comes out. Here's the big games of that year. Two years. Fear, which I liked. I that game good. is great. It's pretty good. Can I just... Can I just... You yeah. throw a grenade, you slow down time, and you shoot the grenade. Yeah, it's great. And, great and game. there's a little creepy smart girl. It's great. Yep. Uh, Resident Evil 4. Another really great Resident Evil 4. Game. I've heard of it. It's not that scary. Uh, it's kind of creepy. It's not scary. It's, like, it's creepy, not scary. That's fair. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus, which just got remade, yep. which I hope someone... I uh, platinum that super, game. You platinum it? No. How'd you platinum it? What'd you do? Um, That's right. <laughs> so good, damn. Uh, God of War, ironically, as we talked about. The first one came out that year. Guitar Hero, which took That's the world by storm. I it's was like, playing that as well. Oh my god. That's not true, actually, because I didn't play Guitar Hero until Guitar Hero 2. I, I didn't play Guitar Hero until I went to Dave's house. I would go to Best Buy to play Guitar Hero, and then people about? would watch. What? I played Guitar Hero for the first time at your house. What? No. Yeah, in really? your basement. I yeah. trust his memory more than yours, Mark. I'm sorry. <gasps> How dare you? Why? Well, I... <laughs> I actually remember, I, I never owned Guitar Hero. That's what's kind of weird, until I was living in New Jersey, and... I moved out there because I got a job, and then I found out I might not have the job. And I was like, I just moved out here. 
And then I was really <laughs> upset, and I took place into some retail therapy, and I went and bought Guitar Hero for 100 bucks. And I was like, I'm just going to play the guitar, man. Not a real one, but the one I can play. Um, and then GTA San Andreas, which I thought was the GTA that was just too big. I didn't like that game. I don't think a lot of people did. I think it was just too big. It was too yeah, much in that too world. Big. Too big. I remember that. Was that the one where you could like get fat and skinny? Yeah. I don't know what you would be a big fat person. Well, no I mean, <laughs> that's just what happens when you play the game a certain way. Yeah, but it's like hard to get fat. Like you have to aim to get fat. It was a difficult process. You had to keep bringing him to all the unhealthy food places. Yeah. So CJ. just like CJ, oh. and it, like he went slower. It's like why would you do this anyway? Uh, other just because you could. Yeah, because you could. <laughs> I will take over as a large person. Movies, Sin City, which I will always remember is the movie where Elijah Wood got his genitals crushed. Oh, that's, that's the thing that yeah. stands out in that movie. Spoilers, the fact that it took me... the yellow guy. He's the yellow man. Ooh. That was a good movie. I think it was. It was, it was just though. gross. Yeah, you know. Mm, I never did either. Same old, same old. Uh, Brokeback Mountain, Dave's favorite movie. Whoa. I remember watching that movie and not knowing what it was until the penultimate scene. I only watched it after I knew what it was. And I was like, I've waiting never for seen it. it. It's pretty good. It's very, like, emotional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Endearing. <laughs> it's very endearing. Um, Star Wars Episode Three, which is the one where he to, gets the high ground on Anakin. I have to leave the podcast. That was Why? like when I was like, you know what? None of these were good. Yeah. Uh... I no, I was I still in it. I was still what in happened it. in that. I just remember the high ground. And you don't remember Natalie what happened Portman in that has, movie? Well, I remember Natalie Portman has babies very easily. That's right. They just slide right out of her. Yeah, they just kill her. No big deal. <laughs> Luke, Leo. <laughs> she Crystal. got those names lock, stock, and ready to go, didn't she? She had them ready to go. And she said it's almost like she the saw moment. them in a movie once. The thing that bothered me so much about the, the Hayden Christensen Anakin. <laughs> Why is his name... Hayden. Hayden. <laughs> I never know how to pronounce his first name. Hayden. Hayden? Hayden. Okay. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. It's like Aiden with an H. But <laughs> I remember like Wait, George he's Lucas... participating in Hayden Hayden Raid? George, no? George Lucas what? said George Lucas said <laughs> that on. he uh he casted him because of the chemistry he saw between him and Natalie Portman. And I was like that they you? have like the worst on screen chemistry I've ever yeah. seen. It's not like Jim and Pam. Like come Maybe on, they man. were like bond over how bad the script they had to read was and then they were like look at them get along <laughs> i didn't think it was that bad I it was they pretty... were good i just thought it was so awkward it's like sand is coarse it, it gets like everywhere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're question. beautiful is it universally accepted that the new star wars is, are better than the old star wars i mean like the, the, the old prequels the prequels, the prequels are worse than the new ones is that the prequels true? you then seven and eight are better than episodes one, two, and three. Okay. Yes. Without a question. Are we if you don't even like the new movies, you can still say that the old I one. Really the didn't like I haven't seen eight. It's dope. Yeah, I don't think it is. Actually, well, I would be more interested in rewatching it though. Maybe it was just like rewatch it. Maybe I've rewatched. It. It's dope. It's dope. You know what's, <laughs> it's dope. what's better than seven and eight? Probably. I, well, I can't say eight because I haven't seen it. Is is Rogue One? I love Rogue, Rogue One's really good. Rogue One, Rogue One was awesome. Is ultra dope. Are we into Han Solo? Yeah. We're going to see uh, it. Uh, I feel yeah, obliged we'll to see it. Just as like I, a person I mean, I'll watch it. <laughs> I want to I want to I want to see I want to see why the Falcon's so long. 
And then why? <laughs> what kind of head-on collision is he gonna have? <laughs> the, the thing loses half of that nose. Uh, just the Blastix music stuff. Um, American Idiot by Green Day was that year, which apparently was very good. I thought it was okay, but I didn't think it was. Broken dreams. Dave Schiavone, Love Angel Music Baby by Gwen Stefani. Who's that? That's Dave right? B A N A N A S. See, it was his favorite song. Um, one of the worst U2 albums, How to Dismantle Atomic Bomb. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah, not a good one. Um, the Killers, Hot Fuss. Wow, that was great. an extensive list of 2005. Yeah, it was a big list. And the best albums of 2005, now that's what I call music, volume 17 and 18, both came Whoa. out that year. They're up to like 76. 76? No, it they, was 2005. No, 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 they're up to now, volume 76. That's it? Uh, maybe more. I don't know. I would have thought more. We'll look into that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that year, Psychonauts came out, which was this game by Tim Schafer well, you and mentioned his crew. Late Registration by Kanye West. That was, was a good Ka- album. I wasn't into Kanye Or X point. and Y, Coldplay. That's okay. a good album. All right, you got to upshow okay, my so, research on Wikipedia. Yeah. Eminem's <laughs> Curtain Call. I the, the hits. <laughs> I think. I, I think, think we're we're gonna we're gonna kibosh you. You're being. I think we're gonna talk about a psychic odyssey through the minds of misfits. Monsters. Well, fighters in your honor. Before we even. That's talk about a that, great. I think great a big part of this conversation. Too long. No, stop. We're moving on. We're back in the present. Are you serious? In yeah. that, in your honor is too long. Yeah. Why does it have to have two CDs? Because Dan, it's not Dan could to have be smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> so, was it in your honor about John Kerry? Oh. I think it was about John Kerry. Anyway, so Tim Schafer, one of the big leaders in Double Fine, yeah. maker of that. Well, I want to start off the conversation with tonight. His, you know, we were talking about his portfolio. We, yeah, we were we bring up devs sometimes. We, we talk about Kojima a lot. I think there's probably only like twelve like developers, most gamers now. I think he's one yeah, of them. Yeah, by name. Would we say he's overrated? Question mark. Dan, let's I think start he's with you. precisely rated. I think he's, he's rated as as somebody who. I think his rating matches who he is. He he just wants to make awesome games, and he does it. And, and it, they've made their mistakes. I think so. I think that the the Monkey Island series is like still everyone's favorite adventure series when you think about old school ones. Mm. Yeah, but he's yeah. I love Monkey. Island. Those were some of my favorite games. But right. Day of the Tentacle, these early LucasArts games. I think he was surrounded by great people, and he had, and his writing was just top notch. I don't know if since leaving LucasArts, you know, has he really put had that same level of success? Oh, yes. Yeah, and that's what I, I think an interesting part of that conversation, like success versus like interest and creativity. Like, I, I think we all agree. Like, even Dave will be locked step with me. With, like, we kind of grew up on those early point and click LucasArts oh, yeah. games, Monkey Island, Day of the Tentacle, uh, Full Throttle. Full Throttle, yeah. And when you then kind of look at his like post like yeah. LucasArts double fine career, like big two, like I think the big, his big, big chance of like, when you think about 
big league triple a things was brutal legend anyone ever play brutal legend i didn't but i have been interested because jack black's the voice of the main character right like there was yeah. a lot of like marketing in that a lot of budget in that yeah. and it was and i think there was the big thing especially when i look at his career as a whole at yeah. this point and i think psychonauts falls into that it's like those point click adventures because they were so cerebral and mm-hmm. it's more puzzle based like i think those worked so well but then anything that wasn't that like as we kind of get into Psychonauts, something that's like a puzzle platform where Brutal Legend was a real-time strategy. Yeah. The writing and the creativity and the characters are so interesting, but the yeah. gameplay a lot of those games falls so short mm-hmm. that it kind of undoes all the coolness of his the worlds he built. You know um, what's one of my favorite games that he's done since that has pretty much which has i think no dialogue is stacking i've never played that i'm glad you brought up stacking stacking is actually a really cool idea it's like Dan, it's like those russian it. dolls and you yeah. have to like and it's like it's kind of like a puzzle game so you're on this board and there's all these different russian dolls so you have to find certain ones because it's not only size it's, yeah oh and it's, it's also like roles because like only like only the only the captain can go in the in the ship's quarters you know what i mean like it's yeah so it's like, like all these different characters have special abilities and to solve mm-hmm. like the level you need to use certain people but then you have to make sure you're the right size so you can stack into them mm-hmm. like th- that was a cool game and see like i think things like that which kind of have like a one note it's just thing, like that's a puzzle completely game. innovative game yeah broken age puzzle game i thought it was great all the early ones but then it's like as we get to like psychonauts something gets more feel based like there is like gameplay that's more less more i don't know what's the word like reflexive tactile like tactile as opposed to cerebral you're talking about like twitchy gameplay yeah like so like brutal legend psychonauts um the costume quest costume quest is kind of like just the turn-based stuff well it's a turn-based fight but i feel like he's once it gets past the cerebralness i kind of feel like those games are always not as good to play not like the stories are interesting, but like in terms of them playing. So I, I to go back to the original question, I think to go I'll agree with Dan, he's kind of appropriate place. I think he's kind of a developer that has a lot of cachet among mm-hmm. people who know or like into games like stacking. Whereas kids who are or people I should say who like who are more mainstream people who like strictly looked at the triple A titles, they don't know who Tim Schafer is and I don't think they would. And I think he gets like a lot of credit for breaking out of LucasArts and creating his own house mm-hmm. in Double Fine. You know, right. yeah, a I lot think, of people. Were I think people him. get a lot of respect for that. You know, especially they were the first ones to really get me Kickstarter work. Yeah, which is cool. I think that um, the Jason Schreier book, Blood Sweat and Pixels, they talk about that like the beginning. Like that was kind of a revelation for so many devs. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's start diving into Psychonauts. Um, d- I don't. I don't know what Psychonauts is. I didn't play it. Oh, I don't know. I don't oh! I'm know. sorry. I started doing it before, but but I, I wasn't will, prepared. I rolled you in a little ahead of time. So Psychonauts is a psychic odyssey through the minds of misfits, monsters, and madmen and mad women. Mad this men. classic adventure, like, like the '50s show. I think so. <laughs> it's actually capitalized too. Don Draper equals Dick Whitman. Spoiler. The, this classic action adventure platformer from acclaimed developers. Double Fine Productions follows the story of a young psychic named Rasputin. It was positively... <laughs> you like that? It was positively I feel like reviewed. Dave and I want to start like a bet before you log on for the night. Like, 
As what Dan voice? is reading the description tonight, what accent will he slowly fade into? <laughs> I don't know which one that one was. It was like, but, uh, like Butler. Butler. That's it. <laughs> Sir, could I help you to any more tea? Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Popular user defined tags for this product are. Alright, you guys have to guess one each. Uh, puzzle. Sorry. Ugly. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> I hope that's a tag. <laughs> I don't know if that was for me or for the game. I think it's for <laughs> No, the for the game. Okay. Uh, no, you're both wrong. Especially, ah. especially Mark. Mark was way off. Was I? No, well, sort of. Oh. Platformer, comedy, action, and I don't appreciate this one, cult classic. Because yeah. that's not a genre. Oh, it's a tag, so whatever. That's a tag. But, that's a tag. Yeah, I mean, tags aren't genres. No, they're not, but they should be. No. <laughs> I disagree. This is a riveting conversation. I'm gonna give up so I can let you describe to the people more about okay. this game. Okay. Here we go. So, as a reminder, this is a spoiler cast. We will go into depth on everything in this game, probably. Right. That, thank you, Dave. But anyway, you play as a psychic Raz, who is a descendant of circus performers, right? The main gameplay mechanic is like a Super Mario 64-ish collectathon, but the real bread and butter, at least in my opinion here, is how each game, each level, the design of which has a way of showing you the mental state of each of the beings that you, whose minds you enter. So, like, you go into, I forget the name of uh, one of the counselors, Batman. but like everything is rigid, everything's black and white. You know, uh, that's Nian. Sasha, Sa- Sasha, what? Sasha Nine. That's nine. That's it. Nailed it. Sasha Nine. Yes. Oh, and you go into, of course, everyone's favorite board. Uh, what is the mailman? What is it? The milkman. The milkman. The milkman. The milkman, the milkman, the milkman prophecy. The milkman he's the security guy. Yes. Yes. But he's got like a crazy string theory, and everyone is anxious, and everyone is like totally on board with this conspiracy. It's great. Mm. Right? Well, let, let's start with, I think, the the genre of this. Like, mm-hmm. This is, I guess, not I will say puzzle, but you mentioned the word like collect-a-thon. Yeah. That's the genre. Everywhere you go, there's like there's those astral projections that you have to collect everywhere. Yeah. And you know? There, and there are f- many collectibles that have no... It's easy to lose track of what you're collecting. I well, forgot, like, some things felt like they had no value. Sometimes. Yeah, it, and I and I I definitely felt that. And like before we kind of get to that, like is the genre as a whole. I feel like for a type of game that was like a, a big genre, I can't something just it just they just faded away after this kind of like early two thousands era. Like we we yeah. seen like a little resurgence in like ukulele. Um, Hat and time was one. Ukulele just like. Yeah, but ukulele is like we remade Banjo Kazooie, but we can't call it Banjo Kazooie because right. Rare owns it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, so then when I think back in the day of collectathons, there's like this, there's like Jack and Daxter, yeah. it's like Cooper, where it's like you have these boards, and basically you have these things you're trying to collect in the boards. Mm-hmm. Like, what hap- What do you guys think happened to the genre? Like, why did it basically fade away? Besides, like Mario, no one's really been able to kind of keep this going. Oh. I personally love collectathons. Um, but like which ones? For, uh, Jack and Daxter. Fun? The whole series is amazing right. to me. Hmm. That's why I didn't play Psychonauts originally because I was playing Jack and Daxter. I was just oh, like, well, this is mine, and that's 
probably part of the reason. Like, you don't think to go play the other ones because they're all very similar. Mm. And it really comes down to the one you like the most tone, tonally, and then that's the one you play. Mm. And then I, I think that when you see another game like it, you don't get excited because you're like, I just did all 100 precursor orbs in Jack and Daxter. I'm not going to... It's like, what is the term, term for that? When you're tired or something. It's mm. not... You're, you're fried. You're jaded? Not jaded. I'm just like, if you... It's like you're like, it's like if you keep eating the same cereal, you, you're like, I don't want that. I don't want to eat that cereal anymore. Well, if it's so waffle like, crisp, but that would never happen. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch as well. I feel like I never but, get sick of Honey Bunches of Oats. Not the Honey Bunches of Oats. You, you can always switch it up with Honey Bunches of Oats. Right. Yeah, but, with strawberries. Very good. Very nice. But to your point, I think it's like that. I think, I think you have too many bowls yeah. of that cereal, and that's probably why it started to slow down. Cause people so you kind of... You kind of see it like the like games of service. Like you kind of stick with one, and it, you don't really cross over to the others. I never felt the need to. I played this other game called Kyla Dark Lineage or something like that. It's made up, and it was a it was kind of cool. It was this kung fu kind of collectathon sort of game where you collected moves that you would get for her, and then also other stuff. Dark, I, I gotta find it for you, but it's on PS2, <laughs> and that was like the last one I can remember playing that was like that. Hmm. What about you, Dave? Why do you think collectathons ever really survived post this early two thousands? I feel like the trend was like more and more games became like sandboxy, mm. like you know Infamous and GTA keep gaining steam and things like that. And I feel like we went more towards that direction and having a big open world and having a big open world doesn't always play into that collectathon. Although if you consider something like Assassin's Creed is almost collectathon-y. Mm-hmm. You know See, what I mean? Yeah, and I think I kind of feel similar to that. It's like I think what happened was a lot of games added more stuff to the collectathon-y yeah. where mm-hmm. it felt the collectathon was like one of the big things I was thinking about was Batman. Like with Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. Like all those yeah. Riddler trophies that are scattered throughout the map. Yeah. Like I did all I almost those. feel like those games are still collectathons. It's yeah. just that we've lost levels. Mm. Yeah, like when was so the last time more. you played a game with levels? Like, oh, this right. is the ice board, and this is the uh, the water board. When was the last time you played a game with levels? Yeah, that wasn't like uh, retro that's... or an old an old game. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, and, that's a and, good point. And that's part of that is it makes your it makes your collecting more focused. Like, all right, I got all the stuff in this area, I can move mm-hmm. on now. But if you play a game like Infamous Second Son, you've got all of Seattle at your fingertips. You're not gonna yeah box it off that easily you're just gonna mm. it's zero of 150 dead drops whatever they're called in that yeah game. whatever there is in that game it's like that's too many and the shards i mean you the get them power shards you can yeah they're there for you when you're done but i think it's easier when they when it's like one thing yep in in psychonauts there's just too many different things that you have to collect yes mm-hmm. there's the, I mean, the boxes that you have to open there's the like the cobweb thingy that you have to unlock and then see, there's the astral projections and it's just like what? Which one has value and when? Which ones do I really care about? I was never really sure. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't really think they really feel like they have value. Like mm-hmm. there are things to collect. I I appreciated like bonus. the the baggage stuff because okay. it kind of works with as we kind of talk about the different characters. Like mm-hmm. this the is emotional game... baggage and finding out more about them. Yeah, and I, I like the idea. It's like there's always this kind of wall between gameplay and story for a lot of games. Yeah. Like Uncharted being like the famous one where it's like, 
Oh, charming Nathan Drake, let me murder 55 guys. Wink at the camera. I'm super charming. Like, <laughs> what I'm doing in the actual game doesn't match the characters in the story, where this, mm. because of the boards being based on the different characters, really and it's like does you... a good job with that. And because it's all analogous, yes, like, it's not really, like, real violence, necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm actually going in your mind and I'm battling your inner demons. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, it's not... So, like, I'm not yeah. actually hitting you with a hammer or whatever. Exactly, it is. and like so, like you the know? things with like the baggage and like cobwebs. Like I thought, mm. I thought that was I appreciated that, but at the same time, like the actual projections, and I think it goes with the idea of how this game aged. You know, 2005 compared to now, like it looks like butt today. Yeah, and even the remastered version looks like butt. It looks it looks like butt, and yeah. the actual projections sometimes were so like ugly to look at quite frankly and there's so yeah. many of them it looks almost like garbage floating about well, you know, the levels it's like the art word, style like neon noodle remember <laughs> neon noodle <laughs> i do remember neon i remember the name neon noodle but i'm not remembering what it looks like oh it's neon noodle it's look exactly it what quick. it sounds it's, like it's uh he's like he's a character from an old daffy duck cartoon um where he like dreams that he's a, de- oh, a detective coming out. <laughs> and uh googling <laughs> And like he he's facing like Dick Tracy like villains, and one of them is Neon Dick Noodle. Tracy. Neon Noodle, I remember him. <laughs> it's back. It's there. Now I remember him. Mm. Yeah, he covers, he covers his eyes, and he's yeah. like, guess who? And he's like, Neon Noodle. Oh wait, <laughs> Neon Noodle. <laughs> oh my god, he's the best. Um. So what about you, Dan? What did you feel about the collectibles? Well, I, I, that was the same thing. I felt like there was it keeps in the beginning ber- bombarding you, not berating you, like I almost said, but bombarding you with collectibles. And at that point, I was like, oh, I just want my precursor orbs, and that's it. Like the, the one, there are two things to collect in Jack and Daxter: there's the power cells and the precursor orbs. There else. And I was like, all right, good. And this game's got like seven things. It's got different uses, and you're building up different trees and. The systems were a little too much for me in that mm. way, but yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. but I mean I understood that it gave me more to do, but that's what it felt like. It felt like they were like, "Here's a lot to do," right? And I was right. like, "Well, thanks for that." Yeah, and I think like the whole mentality. It's like I, I'm trying to give you all these different tasks to do to make your money feel worth it, and like as annoying they were, I think, I thought that was fine. I think the biggest turnoff for me with this game was the, how it controlled. Like, oh, yeah. it is a game that... Well, did you that... play it mouse and keyboard like I did? Oh, jeez, no. I can't even imagine how that oh, felt. Felt <laughs> terrible. But, like, pretty early on, um, it was literally in the tutorial board with your uh, Oleander, and it's, like, kind of the war scene. And I remember distinctly, there's this sewer scene, and you're just jumping from platform to platform, and I don't know what happened. Literally... I'm like, okay, it's coming towards me. I run, I hit the X button, <laughs> and I jump, and I get on it. Without exaggeration, exaggeration, 40% of the time, I hit the X button and he would not jump. Just what happened. I mean, I was running and I was at the edge of that point and it just, it felt so bad to play. And this was kind of our, our, yeah, what are you going to say? I can, I hate it when gameplay gets in the way of telling a good story. Mm -hmm. You know, like, and and that's kind of where I, I felt this game fell a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, I appreciated, like, what they were trying to do, but I I wasn't enjoying the gameplay. I was... I, I trudged through this game. Yeah, and, and it, it was kind of a... Re- like, a realization to me. Like, I think... 
especially over the course of this podcast, like really thinking about my, my habits of gaming, I think I was always the type to say, well, what do you think is more important, having a really great story and bad gameplay or having really great gameplay and a bad story? And I was always like, oh, I'll take sto- I can work through any game that has bad gameplay. As long as it has a really engrossing story, that's more important to me. And I was thinking about, um, not these games are s- similar, but like mm. uh, uh, Shadow of War that I was playing a few weeks ago. And okay. it's fun to play. It really is. Like finding through the orcs mm. and... But, like, I didn't care about Italian, I didn't care about the world, I didn't care about any of it, so I stopped playing. Mm. And so if I line them up, I'm like, Psychonauts, I think, has a really interesting story that does really interesting things. Feels like butt to play. Shadow of War feels really fun to play. Total butt story. If I had to play one, I'd probably play Shadow of War. Just Mm. because... I mean, it probably depends on the the comparison, but it really revealed to me, it's like, how important it is to not feel like you have to trudge through things yeah yeah well i mean how'd you feel about playing it then i felt the same way i didn't care much for the story i wasn't i wasn't pulled i i see why it's a cult classic i see yeah the, the comedy of it is good it's funny know? and it feels like it's kind of like nightmare before christmas in the, it's in exactly. the way that it's a cult classic you know? <laughs> yeah they are like, all it's ugly like... it's meant to be charming yeah, and they're actually now that you said it, a lot of their character design could just fall right into that movie. Like the, and a lot of the kids look like they they're like they're like those teen trick or treater kids. I hadn't hadn't mm. put my finger on it until mm. you just placed it there for me because I, I was like, this looks like something. It looks <laughs> like Nightmare Before Christmas, except blocky and and three D ish. Right. And you know they were inspired by that movie. You they had to be for this game. Probs. Well, pretty funny. Uh, I was looking up like. Uh, just like the Wikipedia pages we were going to record this and Schaefer said the way he came up with the idea was it was actually when they were developing Full Throttle and originally mm-hmm. he was thinking about a scene where I don't remember the main character's name in Full Throttle Ben Grimm uh, what is it? Ben Grimm Ben Ben wait is Ben, ben Grimm is, is the, the thing. thing what is his name? His you name said is ben, that though. you it's were ben. so sure yeah what is his name? Ben. Dave was like Can- Ben. Grimm. Oh my god! What's what just that? happened? My brain ben is fried. You I'm, all, I'm guys. I'm done. I'm done. It's it's over. It's <laughs> he turns into the big orange monster. Thanks for thing. listening to the dinosaur machines. It's thing. over. My brain. Um, my brain is melting. He's doing it. Is, it. Hold on. Maybe it's play. not Ben. It's Ben because she says, "Help me, Ben. You're my only hope." Oh, that's oh, right. really? Obviously, that is true. But anyway, so like they were making that game, and he thought of this whole scene where Ben does like peyote. And has this really trippy version, and he dives into his own subconscious, and like it deals with some of his backstory, and it didn't make it into the game because it was kind of the like, oh, you're gonna have your main character do drugs, but then they have like people dying, of course. Um, but he kind of stuck with that idea, and that kind of gave birth to this idea. It's like all these okay, this group of people, and you're diving into their subconsciouses, and it's these different levels, kind of showing their different anxieties, different things like that. No, find a last name for Ben. But it's He's pro- he probably doesn't have a last name. Yeah, I think it's just IMDb. I he said IMDb. It. You made ben. it Ben Grimm because you were like he's all dark and mysterious. And the next ben game is Grim Fandango po- and Ben you know. Polecat. That's what it is. Ben Polecat. Ben Polecat. Um, one other thing I no, thought was ben interesting Throttle. about this game as I was like thinking about it, it's not Ben Throttle. <laughs> I just found it. It's Ben Throttle. No. Full it says it right here about a guy named Ben Throttle. No, no, I can't it's be true. Ben. It's just Ben. It's just Ben. He has no last name. Yeah. It's like Cher. Ben Throttle. Or Drake. Does Drake have a last I've, name? I've been yes. throttling my... <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing I wanted to kind of bring up was the protagonist, Raz. Like, I think he... Mm-hmm. 
in terms of like his depth, uh, I, I think there's a lot of fun things that Schaefer's doing with like the absurdity of this game. Mm-hmm. Like it almost kind of feels like Wes Anderson-ish. Am I, am I the only one like who really loves what is Dan? Well, I hate Wes Anderson, Anderson so that That's would be right on point. <laughs> I knew somebody hated him, but um, I like it. I I think his stuff is hit or miss, but okay. I, I, I enjoy some of it. I, I like what I like about Wes Anderson is his the way he gets across the comedy is with absurdity. Like I remember very distinctly one of my favorite lines he ever wrote was um, in Moonrise Kingdom. There's these two kids who are like running away from like their families, and they're have this really serious deep relationship and they're really in love and they're talking to um, Jason Schwartzman's character and he goes, "Are you really really want to sure you want to get married? This is very very serious." And they both thought he's like, "Okay, wait for that trampoline and I'll be right there," because <laughs> there's a trampoline there for some reason. And it's just this idea that's kind of just like silliness. When I was thinking about Raz, like in his character, mm-hmm. I like, it's what I would just say about him. It's like, all, like the whole world, how it's built up. Like, you know, you think of that expression, um, mm-hmm. where are you going to go run away and join the circus? And it's like, mm-hmm. he runs away to run away from the circus. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the thing about like the fish and his mentality of like, he's mutating, he's big, but in his mentality, he's kind of small so that you are giant in his world the whole milkman thing with the conspiracy theories like it's so outlandish oh, like the mm. dentist who's pulling out brains which is such a like a yeah. a kid thought it's like what happens when yeah. they put me under i gotta rip my yeah. brain out like yeah. i thought oh, so much of the humor is so on point to kind of and there's that other pluses. there's that what is the thing with the uh the art guy like the in that board like he always paints a bowl is that what's going on I've stopped the effort. I vaguely I think it's like saying. he keeps getting it's like everything's very artistic in that board but like there's this bull that's chasing you because I think this painter like no matter what he does he always ends up with a with a bull painting yes I do recall this and it's just there's it it takes a certain kind of level of I think if I remember correctly courage to just dive right into it and that's what I, a lot of things with tim schaefer's games is they go all in on certain visions of things yeah. and i think this game really does that and it's just such a shame i feel like if it wish i wish it was so much more fun to play because mm. it just to get all to these things and appreciate mm. them you have to overcome how horrible it feels to jump around these boards and you know what i i yeah. wonder though just going back to the fact that i feel like his real success was in those lucas arts days do you think that the like the producers of those games like like restrained him in a way that made him more successful? No, I think it's it's just the type of game because like with a point and click adventure, like you think of like Day of the Tentacle, like mm-hmm. those abs- those puzzles are absurd. The world is yeah, absurd. they're absolutely absurd. But it's because of the nature of the the medium. It's like you're pointing and you're clicking and you're combining items. Like that doesn't. It's all up here. It's more yeah. cerebral. It's that's what kind of gets in the way. It's like trying to make sense of these things. Uh-huh. As opposed to, I'm trying to jump across this thing and I keep can't doing it because mm-hmm. I hit the X button. And I thought I was really bitter about yeah. it. I keep hitting the X button and it's not working. And it's like mm. just the lining up and it being in a 3D space. I just think the game type itself interfered too much with the vision mm. to fully enjoy it. it. It was out during a time when those platformers had only just gotten up to the level that Mario 64 had achieved. Like that level of crisp control and, and all that. Jack and Daxter, the first one, it doesn't feel as good to play as the other two mm. when you go back. Of course, in the moment, I was like, this is amazing. I don't know anything better. And I mm. think that plays into what we felt playing this game a little bit. We know so much better now mm-hmm. because but of like, all the games we played. Ape Escape was out. 
Ape Escape was time. out. But that game also feels weird to play. See, that's what I did. Dan, you played it not too long ago, I right? played it recently, and it feels like there's this very weird sort of lag, but not real lag. It, the control's fine, but it's mm. there. Like, you feel this, like... This, this like a sluggishness. A thin piece of paper between you and the character. Mm. And, and it's like... It's definitely a consistent thing. <laughs> no, that's a good say. description. No, I, think that's I don't really think they think so, but I think. <laughs> I just think I mean. it's. I think it's like interesting that like otherwise I would be him. Like <laughs> right, so I'm inside to, him. Except well, there's just this thin piece of paper that I just can't seem to break. And through. it's got lights, and I can't like touch it, or else the screen blurs. Anyway, oh, it's, it's like that's it's a joke like about the monitor. It's like how you can't touch your own reflection. There's always that like little bit of glass. I can't get through. So what deep. I would do to so talk to the man in the mirror. <laughs> See, to start, so, so we'll kind of wrapping up, putting our final stamps on it. Um, I forget who picked this game. Was it me? Oh wow, I believe it so. Must have been okay. you. Yeah, I picked me. it because again, like damn, like the Texas cult classic. This was always a game that had so much. It didn't do super, super well when it came out, but it got critically really great reception because I think everyone could see the real appreciation for the world that was built. This kid in this camp that's unfamiliar, all these characters that are so different and odd that they're interesting in these worlds that are built on something that really tries to marry gameplay and story. Um, but then, like, to actually play it feels terrible. So, like, for me, I didn't I, I didn't finish it. I got up to the the scene where you're, you're now going through, like, the fish's head, so it's probably, like, maybe halfway. Um, I did enjoy playing it, and there, it was, as much as I wanted to enjoy the story, it just was too much in the way. But at the same token, Psychonauts 2 will be coming out, and I'm definitely not going to not look into it based on my experience here, because I just appreciate... The mm. world that is built here, and I think if the mm. gameplay could be modernized, that everything we learned about how to move in a 3D space mm. can be kind of implemented. I think it could definitely be a really, really great game, and I think yeah. it was a great game back then, but just not today. I mean, I I totally agree. I feel like I will definitely look at the Psychonauts too, and hopefully, it won't handle like this. Yeah, and I it it was such a barrier to enjoyment. A paper between you yeah. and me. It was, it was perhaps a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> um, if only I had the right pencil. If Boom. only. All right, so it's final word, Dan. Uh, well, I was just thinking about Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. Did you guys play those games? That game? No. I Mel- did not play Twin, it Twin is Snakes. It is Metal Gear Solid with Metal Gear Solid 2's controls. Right. And, and people say all the old voice it. actors, and it's incredible. It's one of my favorite video oh. games ever. And I think mm. they... I think Psychonauts is a game that could work with that kind of remaster. It's just like redo it, build it from the ground up and put everything that made it charming back in after you're done. Mm -hmm. And, and, but the gameplay was a big barrier for me too. And, and I got overwhelmed by the collect-a-thon, which I thought I would love. Like, yeah, give me things to collect. I'd love it, but mm, you know, maybe one or two fewer collectibles. I mean, I feel like, I like the idea of trying of finding things in these per- people's minds. Yeah, I think it's 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 all of it together. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. Like the pla- like traveling around the world and exploring is cool. The platforming feeling like as terrible as it was. It's like it's like one of the things that hindered um, our love for um, the Last Guardian a little bit. Mm. Like the Last right. Guardian didn't feel great to move around in, but the world was so beautiful. See, but and, even that, like, Trika I thought... was so great. 
to, yeah. to be with. There was enough I, I to pass totally it. along. Yes. Yeah. I can see that. For this, not so much. Yeah. Two butt. So. Two butt. <laughs> so, how many psych- butts? Not one, but two. Not psychonauts. Like the, my avatar that Ron's going to make. Two butts. Well. <laughs> Let's transition to the final segment of the night. The Trivial Tastemaker. The Trivial Tastemaker. You guys, you guys, I have to be right back. The Trivial Tastemaker is here. Oh, I'll be right there, sir. <laughs> oh, sir. He was very respectful of the yeah. trivial tastemaker. So, different kind of trivial tastemaker. This is a Redux episode oh, yeah. because we recorded this episode, and then Dave's audio pooped. Took a poop. Wait, so, we have to fly... blame Dave. We just, you just blame Dave. Well, I the mean, point is, because I did lose the rules, rules. we all fail. The rules we establish of a Redux episode is oh. the person who is the responsible <laughs> for the lost episode has oh. to then deliver the tastemaker to the other two. You see, it's fun I when I up. interrupt you and I'm <laughs> just making an A out of myself, but whatever. Whatever, bro. So, Dave, we're going to throw it over to you. We actually know what you're going to say because we had to do homework for this one. But oh, yeah, this is right. This is the, fir- the first trivial tastemaker ever that I've required homework for you guys <laughs> to accomplish. For this trivial tastemaker... What's it called, it Dave? Is the Iron Pitch. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, and in the Iron Pitch, you will pitch to me a game of three different genres. Okay, three different games, and I will judge each one from you on in three different categories. Wait. I will judge you based on. Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, I have it. I have it. There was a whole text chain. Dude. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On creativity. I come back to my phone and 76 text messages after Dave says the phrase on football things. And I'm like, well, put my phone in the freezer. He says the phrase about football. Like, uh, Presentation was... and uniqueness. I believe that's what we said. Is that a word? Creativity again. Creativity, creativity, and uniqueness. No, you said creativity, presentation, and uniqueness. Yes. Yeah, no. those are three. Well, well, you tell me which is the best one. That's Attention the best to details. Up. That's true. All right. Anyway. Anyway, first I would like to. I'm going to be the judge here of of your games, and I will. And I'm going to be telling you which ones I think are the most creative, which ones I think will sell the most, Mm. and uh, which one I just want to play. You know, want to play. And on the line is a Redux Raccoon, which is rare. One of the most precious of our trophies. Mark has a lot of writing on this because Mark is dying in the Silver Monkey race. However, he has a Redux Raccoon, which and no one else has. I need to keep that alive. So. This is a, an honor you have to earn, of course. Because so Dave just promised that you're going to be fair and not I will be completely fair. Okay. Dan, you've got this in the bag. I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Dan right. and I talk all the time. All right. The first genre. Okay. Who's going first? The first genre that I would like you to do... Um. Well, you guys decide who goes first. Mark goes uh, first. All right. Then. <laughs> all right. Now you, we talked about this in the chat when we were talking about. I'm. You don't have to get into graphics and music unless you want to, but just like in any cooking show, if you put it on the plate, I will. I will. You, you will be judged on it. Okay. I don't mention graphics and AMIs. I make. If you have follow questions, I will gladly address them. Right. Me mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So the, I would, first, I would like you to talk to me about a walking sim that I would like to play. All right. This one... Battle I, walking sim! <laughs> this one I tailored specifically for you, Dave. 
okay. had human minds. Okay, so here's my walking sim. It's game is called Guilty Gears, plural. Guilty Gears. Not Guilty Gear. Guilty Gears, plural. That's, okay. Okay. You play as Thomas Littlefoot, a gumshoe detective in Neo Miami in the year 2289. Tasked with finding a missing girl, you find an address in her discovered phone for an apartment building in an abandoned section of town that was the ground zero to a mysterious viral infection that wiped out everyone who lived there. Piecing together clues that you find among the ruins, you slowly unravel her life and the lives of the people who live there, the truth of what happened during the infection, and what led the missing girl back to this place. Dio Miami. <laughs> I like to think of it as Valhalla meets Gone Home. You basically just cheated. I didn't cheat. I you just took all of his favorite stuff and you just <laughs> smashed it into a mason jar and gave it to him. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of like it's kind of like a, a, a mist. M Y S T. But really focused yeah. on the different characters and different subplots you could find. It's only there if you really search. You can oh. kind of piece together what happened to her and why she got back there and who played a role in it. But if you follow the little clues, you could find out really what happened. All I can find people. out. About what happened in the land before time, little well, foot. <laughs> I think the little foot name I was thinking is kind of endearing, that. but at the same time, because he's a gumshoe, he's a new detective, so he's <clears throat> being exposed to. If you think of him as a force of innocence, being exposed to a darker side of the world for the first time. Mm-hmm. Okay, if- Dan, what do you have for me? <laughs> There's only one way down the block by walking. Only problem is, you're on your phone with no sign of looking up. Navigate your way around obstacles, emails, and bad peripheral vision in phony steps. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> is phony steps the name of the game? Yes, because it's a walking sim where you play. It's First of all, it's a game where you simulate walking, but you're glued but you're to your glued cell to your phone, phone. And you have to, oh, like, yeah. That's good. Dang. <laughs> We can go into business in many ways, my friends. I feel like it's a phone game you would play on your phone, actually. Oh, as the person. absolutely. You have to play oh it while God. walking. So it's a mobile game? It could be a mobile game. It could also be on the phone, on the computer. I think either one works. Mm-hmm. It'd be better on your phone. <laughs> what are you doing on your phone? I'm playing this gyroscope? game where you walk around on yeah, your phone. Yeah, it could be either one. Gyroscope. <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's a, like you reading a, a text message. You're like, I need to... of, uh... What is that Pokemon game that everyone... Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go. I can't believe you just said that. The way you said that. <laughs> I'm playing this game where I have what to walk around. What is that game I'm pl- the kids are playing? Yeah, it's right, like Pokemon Dave, Go. Deliver, deliver your verdict. <sighs> One's got I will say, humor. I will say, Dan wins in terms of presentation. Right? I'm saying that category. <laughs> Mark okay. took that so personally. You know, That's not like, what I thought I lose. Okay. Um. <laughs> it's a <good> name. <laughs> so what would be the where where am I trying to get around to? In That's the thing. So there's like there's like trucks, people, baby carriages, dogs. So it's like frogger. potholes. Yeah, but you can't see unless you like. 
Like you gotta like move, you know, you're all stuck to your phone, so you can't ever see the full picture of what's coming at you, but you can hear things and sort of see things. Uh, this is so good. I I love what you're doing here, but I have to give it to uh, Tom Littlefoot. I understand yes. because it's a true. It's the walking sim that you had in mind. I understand. Yeah, I, but I, I but it it's it's a more classical walking sim. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a walking sim by here, somebody who doesn't know what walking sims are. Yeah, it's, I I truly appreciate what you did here. <laughs> Good, thank I you. I would go back for more. <laughs> Well, what, you're going to go back for point? more. All right, so I got a point. Dan, I'm going to let you go that first on the next one. Oh, I, right. I want to go so second. My ne- the next is Battle Sports Game. Sports! Dun-dun-dun. Who's got the ball? Um, that's not the name of my game. That's just I was helping your, <laughs> your segment there. Okay. Okay, so now you can run a triathlon just like a real athlete. Welcome to, triathletes, welcome to Triathlete Simulator. Strap on your VR headset and prepare for immersion. Swim, bike, and run your way to victory. Stationary bike, treadmill, and Olympic-sized swimming pool, and not included. <laughs> That's just mean. That's, what do you do if you don't have you those You literally wear a headset, and you just do all the things. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds exhausting. Uh, it's... It's definitely See, that's that's what worries me about VR. Like I feel like oh, this is too tiring. I just want to sit here. I feel like I'll realize mm-hmm. that if I ever. They also have that. those pools where you can just swim, and it, it they're called infinity pools. Yeah, like like in Gattaca. Yeah, yeah. Gattaca. So it's literally you just do the whole all the things. All right, I'm gonna counter. I'm really I'm I'm excited about this one. Okay. Okay, tell me okay. about your sports game. This game is called Over the Hill Football. Over the Hill Football. Oh, I love it Over the Hill Football is an exciting NFL blitz-like football simulator that introduces roguelike elements to the sport. There's what? just one catch. Every player is over the age of 65. <laughs> After generating your team, consider their randomly generated strengths and weaknesses, form your lineup, and show the greatest generation indeed lives up to their name, especially on the football field. So here's how this works. So every, you generate these characters. They all have strengths and weaknesses based on their characteristics so like some guy might have a steel plate in their head they hit harder one of them might have a hearing aid so he can juke better because he hears the steps coming Wait, one guy might oh, have like uh, fake teeth he can throw on the field and it trips somebody up but then there's weaknesses so like if you have osteoporosis you might be hurt very easily from tackles if you have diabetes you can't play all Mark, the just quarters the in a row just take because <laughs> you you have to get your blood sugar up so you can only play every other are you coming quarter. up with these right now no i wrote them down <laughs> oh all right so a lot of injuries but here's the cool tricky thing so the, there's a mechanic here every game takes months in between so your players are aging between games so they're getting older and if they're older they are the more likely they might just die on the field so then you have to have like a lot of rotations in. However, if you win a game, you can reduce the age of one of your players. So do you want to reduce the like your really good players and make them stay longer? Or do you want to keep piling it all on one player and make them really young? Because if they're like 65 playing all these 90-year-olds, they're going to be pretty spry. Over the hill football. I... I... Yeah, it's it's very funny, but I have to give it to the VR triathlon. Oh, nobody wants to play your over-the-hill football game. (laughs) You don't want to play NFL Blitz with old people. I won because (laughs) yours was bad. (laughs) They thought it was bad. No, I am surprised, and I see now that they. I'm shocked. This is good. Shocked and and hurt and offended. You assumed he was one-dimensional, but I I knew he was so happy with that game. I was so excited when I came up with that. 
I mean, you can still, it's still a good game, but. All right, here we go. VR triathlon. You don't even get the heads. You don't even get the things. Hey, no, I did hey. not. You know, I used to really like those games that, like, uh, like they came with the trackpad. Those are cool. Like back on the old NES. Yeah. And I feel like that it reminds me of those days. It brings me back to a simpler time. Yeah, Nintendo where games was just looking... tried to where games just tried to be the games that they, that that you play in real life. Right. This is crap. This you want literally just stay inside? Here you go. All right. Final one. That was that one game that had like hacky sack as one of the events. No way. I don't like this. I would have done well like with this. About Mark, sack. you are not good at losing one point. Because that comes down to this. This is it. It comes okay. down to this. The the puzzle battle puzzle platformer. <sighs> All right. Am I going first, Dan? Well, I, I, I believe the way you worded it was since I got the point. Why don't you go first, Dan? So, Mark, since I got the point. Okay. It's not what I'll you go. said. But <laughs> Somebody it said is your turn. Said. It's what you right. felt. <laughs> my, <laughs> felt. <laughs> my puzzle platformer is called Jabon! Exclamation point, which is French for ham. Looked up a French word. He, he knows some French. He took French in school. I did oh, take French. His, wife, his okay. wife speaks French. Here's the premise. She does. She does speak French. Amalette. <laughs> that's. The, I, I don't know if that's true, but anyway. Okay. You play as sous chef pickles jambon. That's his nickname. McSpice. Last in his class in culinary school, he's finally got his foot in the door, in the worst restaurant in Paris. His boss, Heliport McBird which is a play on Launchpad McQuack, has fallen from grace after a tainted clam chowder incident, which resulted in dozens sent to the hospital. But all is not lost. Guide Chabon in this 3D puzzle platformer as he navigates four different worlds, collecting ingredients and doing odd jobs for a host of zany characters. There's no way to go but up in this tale of rice and redemption. So the idea is kind of you're going through these 3D spaces. You're collecting mm. ingredients about the board. You say I travel through these them. 3D spaces. So is this a third-person game or is this a first-person game? It's a third-person game. Okay. So more I'm trying to Mar- imagine it, you know? So think of Mario Odyssey. There's these colorful, okay. big, beautiful worlds. And you can see the ingredients, but sometimes they're not always easy, easy to get. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to do little odd jobs for other people. And in order to access these ingredients or get tools that might get you the ingredients like there mm-hmm. might be a door you need a uh what are those things blenders to like break open something that has a key that might get it in it but to get the is blender is that how you open your door? Well, <laughs> Mark only uses puzzles. a blender <laughs> Molly where's the blender? I'm locked out of the garage <laughs> Guys. so you're doing that and then every Every board has, like, a restaurant you're fighting against, so there's, like, a review coming up, and you have to get a better review. So the more ingredients you get, the better your product's going to be. So when the guy comes around to review your restaurant, if you have enough, you will beat the other restaurant and get another star to your restaurant, moving up in the ranks. Jambon! Exclamation point. Damn. Timeless character. uh, (laughs) Dan, what do you have for me? So this game is a little more... Of uh, a puzzle platformer, like you suggested. Are you applying? I'm gonna read. No, not that. No, I, <laughs> I, I want to read you the description, but then I want to describe to you the gameplay. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's kind of what I did. So I wrote this, and I'm like not too into the way it sounds. So, empty your pockets. Evil cronies are after your riches. Make sure you've got nothing on you when adventuring in skinny wallets, where every collectible is a problem. <laughs> so basically, you're walking, you're going through levels, and uh-huh. you. 
you're trying to avoid collectibles, but you have to pick them up to then get rid of them in ways... You can't just drop them. You have to put them in places and hide them away. And you have to get to the end with nothing on you so that you can get people from... Because er, throughout the level, enemies will attack you and take your money away from you, and then you lose that. But you have to... Mark, Mark, what is this shaking your I'm face? Just, I'm just expressing how I feel about your game. It's essentially <laughs> the opposite of a collectathon because you have to dump all the stuff you get into yeah, safe but I'm spots. still collecting them in the first place. Yeah, but you don't have to go get it. You, you have to, they're in your way essentially. It's a problem. What if you just jump over them with your jump. You have a double jump. I, no. You don't have a double jump. Oh wait, no, you do. do you have a double a jump in your game? You have a My single game has jump. a double jump, and there's a super power you, a you can jump. get. It's called Pepper Spice. If you take it, you can do a triple jump. Why would you ever want to do a triple jump? Sometimes it's solves That's some too much power. <laughs> Well, you don't always get it. You gotta save up your pepper spice. What, what's better than not collecting things and putting them in the safe and keeping them away from enemies? A few Triple things, jump. but not your Triple game. Jump. I disagree. <laughs> Does your game so what have is, an what is, what, point? Is, what does skinny wallets look like? Skinny wallets, you play as a rich person who needs to get through a level. Is it photorealistic or is it? It's pixelated? not. It looks like Fortnite, actually. Interesting. Thank you very much. Cell graphics. Like cell graphics. It looks game. like yeah. It'll like, age well. It'll age beautifully. It'll age like a fine vino. That's French for wine. Oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, but you, you basically have to... It's in your way. That's the problem. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, All why the, do I have to pick it up? Is it, If I come they're in, in contact your path. with it, I automatically pick it up? Yes, and it's in your path. Just like a coin in Mario? And then you become more attractive to enemies. That feels more frustrating than fun. <laughs> because making a five-star restaurant. So happens. let's say I'm Mario. Do it. So I understand, and I pick up a coin. Yep. How do I get rid of the coin? You would put it into like a hiding spot throughout the level. No, but how would I do that? It's it's there are things hidden throughout the level, like safes Square and button. stuff. So I go. I walk up to a safe and I press like B and I drop it in there. Yeah. Or. Or S, yeah. Circle square. Whatever X. your controller Actually, X is jump. <laughs> Square, which I always forget the position of, is the, the left deposit. Look at this Mark's. Ain't, this ain't got no ham. This ain't got no ham. Because it's not called ham. <laughs> it it's be. not called <laughs> jontois, which is ham. <laughs> oh. You know it in your heart, Dave. I think he does. You know it to be true. Whatever. I have to say, I'm really disappointed in both your your pitches. Well, this is a terrible thing <laughs> to say. What, what is this? Omelette. His name is Pickles Chambon McSpice. <laughs> Rice and Redemption. My game's um, about not collecting. He was, which you la- hate. He was last you in his class. He barely passed. <laughs> you specifically said I hate collecting things. OMG, I heard that. You can run the tape. <laughs> So I made the game where you have to anti-collect. All right, we need a verdict, Dave. This yeah, podcast is running long. You know, I I'm gonna have to. I think you took a misstep, Dan. Uh, yeah. I think. I think if no, I think if you, if it wasn't about discarding the things, I think if you just got like, um, rated on how well you did by how well you avoided everything, as opposed to like um... like let's say you get like a it's like an opposite score. Like you start with a hundred points. I mean, it's basically what. I, why did I? No, no, no. He could have figured this having out. Having to get rid of this stuff. No, you're right. Why did I wing it? Kind of, kind of ruins it. Every collectible is a problem. I left it right yeah. there. Yeah, triple jump. So, you just gave my character another task to do. 
This is like, I have to give it to Ham. Amale. Jambon, please. Amale Jambon. <laughs> so, congratulations, but, but Mark. I think that you would have taken it if you didn't have the element of tri- of getting rid of the stuff. Fair. This is this is the the raccoon pouncing. It's not a raccoon. What does a raccoon sound make? Not that. Squeaks. Nope. <laughs> Probably like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Have you I not watched the for making Planet the right Earth? Decision. Planet Earth. Planet Earth Connecticut Edition. I still think the phone game was really good. Phony, <laughs> phony steps. Is that what it was called? Yes. Very good. Phony steps. You almost took that one. You almost did. The right, phony let's, steps? Let's wrap this yeah. up because uh, we've been going super, yeah. super long for this but, podcast. But Mark, mega Mark overtime. Neo I, I Miami, right up my alley game. I knew it. I knew it. I was just right. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't resist it. It's basically <laughs> like you dissected Dave and then just put him back together in front of him, and he was like, that's a work of art. <laughs> this is the most beautiful, beautiful game I've ever heard of. I've never, I've never heard of something so, <laughs> so great. so beautiful. Well, you're a beautiful listener. We thank you for listening to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. If you're a listener, we got a special thing for you next week. We're taking a little break because it's episode 50. Ba, ba, ba. So we'll be looking at the last 25 games, giving out some awards, having some hijinks. But until then, thanks for listening. If you want to connect with us, you can check us out on YouTube. We're playing lots of funny things. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Rate us, subscribe us, tell your friends. We'd love to bring in more people to the fold. Uh, We can connect with us with Twitter as well. Dino underscore machines. Me individually at Magrocrag. I'm at zombie underscore pirate. And I'm at Dan O'Mac, avoiding all the collectibles. All of them. But don't avoid us, listener. Come back to us. We'll see you next time. Yeah, tweet at us. Tell us a game pitch of, of your liking. Yeah. Tell them how bad Dan's was. Wow. <laughs> Tell them how much you want to play Phony Steps. Yeah. Phony Steps. <laughs> All right, we love you. Bye. All right, bye. bye.